0: Football cards collecting and investing better hydrate because we've got a huge NFL draft show for you lined up today. We're going to go through all the landing spots, what we liked and disliked. Obviously starting a little bit earlier uh, for our live stream YouTube lovers because of Andy's work schedule. So our biggest question today for you, whether you're watching this live or down the road, What is your biggest football card takeaway from this year's NFL draft? Andy, you and the hitman did a ton of live stream content for the draft. I tuned in for a good bit of it. What was your major takeaway? Detroit
1: Lions, baby. I know it was an unconventional draft, but they drafted Jameer Gibbs at number 12 overall, the electric running back from Alabama, which created a domino effect of DeAndre Swift being traded to the Philadelphia Eagles. Which I mean, it just seems like the rich get richer there. Uh, and so I love to, to talk about them as well. But you know, and then they go and they get Hendon Hooker at the, at the end of the second, uh, beginning of the third round. So, um, I, I know there was a little bit of an unconventional draft, they also got a replacement for TJ Hawkinson and Sam Laporta in the second round. And uh, I just think that this was a really fun draft by the Lions, and it created a lot of buzz and waves in the football card market. And I'm really excited to invest in Jameer Gibbs uh, in, in behind that offensive line in Detroit. And I think he's a guy that can flash big time, especially now with that early first-round capital, on a team that is already projected to take down the NFC North.
0: Yeah, I like it. My biggest takeaway, Andy... The Seattle Seahawks, okay? They get Jackson Smith and Jigba, who was, to me, a top five player on my personal board overall, no matter of the position, and I think he fits in really nicely with two true and proven deep threat wide receivers, especially, you know, DK Metcalf on the outside, a true alpha, and Tyler Lockett, who in his later years it uh, has been more of a slot intermediate kind of guy, but could still get deep. Jason is a perfect fit for what they're going to do. And they get Charbonnet in the second round. I know a lot of Kenneth Walker dynasty owners uh, wanted to jump into an erupting volcano after that selection. But let me know in the chat or wherever you're watching, listening to this, I feel Andy, the Seattle Seahawks are in a good position to make a run next year. I think right now, I would take some NFC West futures. I would take some potential Super Bowl futures. And look at Geno Smith on the low. Look at DK Metcalf on the low. I liked what Geno did last year. He looked like a real starting quarterback. So I love the Seahawks stealing JSN at pick number 20. It is crazy to think of the modern game, Andy, that the consensus number one rated wide receiver was – Taken at the twentieth selection in a passing freaking league? Are you kidding me? So, let me know, Andy. Am I wrong? You know, hyping up the Geno Smith card holders out there and the Seattle Seahawks.
1: Well, I, I think there's there is a, a group of people. There's a sector of you know not not just the football card um, hobby, but also fantasy football and, and mainstream NFL analysts that think that Geno Smith is going to turn back into a pumpkin. Uh, you know this upcoming year that he's never strung together multiple consistent seasons of production like like he did last year and uh, i mean he's got the weapons surrounding him i mean jsn goes it goes to an incredible landing spot uh, you know to to kind of work alongside of Tyler lockett and dk metcalf and if he could keep that up man watch out because i agree with you If you look at the nfc west is them and San fran those are going to be the contenders and San fran know they they could put they could potentially out sam fran it's it's possible it's going to be tough but um yeah man i mean i i think it's i think gino's got a lot of potential in his rook card product too because it's super rare from 2013 and there's just not a ton of it out there and there's a lot of raw stuff that could be potentially graded and and you get that back now you have some you know four or five x on the tens the psa tens and stuff um, and and you can still see a lot of his stuff. We were watching a lot of sales activity over the weekend, but I still think that throughout this off season, because now the off season really does start, we're going to see a lot more deals that could potentially be, um, you know, capitalized on for the upcoming season and playoffs.
0: And everyone's saying that they are not sold on Gino. I'm seeing it in the chat right now. I think people listening, Uh, via Apple Podcasts, however your podcast feeds actually work now. um, They're probably shaking their head. Oh my goodness, I listened to the show for the first time and they are sharing some Geno Smith takes. They must be sitting on a pile of Geno Smith cards. I do not own a single one. But when I go, Andy, and see that rookie on-card autos are going for 30 Dollars only thirty U.S. dollars, like you said, Andy. In that 2013 draft class, second year of Prism draft class, the autos look absolutely beautiful. And it could just be Andy that the player I collect and PC the most is a rookie from 2013, Tyron Matthew. So I like the design of the card to go along with it as well. Um, but yes. I, I I think the Seahawks have a real shot to win the NFC West. Cardinals, obviously, are going to tank this next year. Uh, the Rams roster is just not that great and old. And the 49ers, I don't know what they're going to do at quarterback. And I didn't like their D.C. hire. So um, I'm not the biggest Pete Carroll fan. I've been a very vocal Pete Carroll hater uh, on social media. But believe it or not, I think Pete's got one more run in him. Let's go, Andy. The Seahawks. Let's run it. But right now you got the offensive rookie of the year odds up there. And right now, Bijan leading the way.
1: Bijan leading the way at plus 375. And I would say between him and Jameer Gibbs, uh, you know, from a skill position standpoint, we saw the biggest pop in their, in their rookie car, the college uniform cards. There's, I mean, uh, even even like like the leaf cards and the onyx cards for Bijan Robinson getting up over fifty dollars and anything with some pretty serious scarcity plus an autograph uh, for both those guys going in, in around a hundred to like two three hundred dollars plus range uh, and the buy now sold volume is still coming in today uh, as we speak so and uh, like I said this also created a, a ripple effect to where there was like a one-day window where you could have bought DeAndre Swift on the low, and then his values absolutely erupted um, in terms of the volume. The, the, the value itself didn't, I would say, didn't go up a crazy amount, but the volume has gone through the roof since he was actually traded to the Eagles.
0: And if you are one of those people that are looking to buy some college uniform stuff uh, from some of these young rookies that are coming in, Here is a very football card-specific tip that I would give. And I gave it during the last stream, so I'm going to do it again here. Um, Because right now, Andy, we're just talking about very general things. If you do go search for cards on eBay, or if you list a card on eBay, make sure you spell the name of the player correctly, okay? And I would also, if you aren't listening, I would – in the description, put some incorrect spellings of the players' names in your listing. Um, Because, Andy, just off the top of your head right now, so just if you're not looking at it, I want you to spell Jameer, how he spells it.
1: Uh, Well, I I, I just looked it up earlier, so I think it's J-H-A-M-Y-R.
0: Okay, you're close. It is J A. H and oh. you see it's 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 tricky and bijan is spelled many different ways as well um him his is b-i-j-a-n so once again be on the lookout for that and if you are looking to buy them on the cheaper and and, and the prices are high search for the misspelled names and see if you can find any steals um so be on the lookout for that. And there are a lot of rookies, Andy. I would say more rookies than not that have tricky names. Jackson Smith and Jigba is very hard. Quentin Johnston um, is uh, is another one that is very tricky. Um, so be on the lookout for that if you are trying to get in on some rookie cards. Because, Andy, you can get some steals. It's happened to me before.
1: <laughs> yeah 100 percent. because they fall into a um like that category that's like you have to you scroll down past all the search results that match exactly and then it's like well we found some other items that uh may be similar and then you're like well, wait a minute is spell it wrong you know <laughs> uh, uh, uh,
0: so derek wants you to try and spell jackson smith in Jigba, so get, give it your best shot. Andy didn't know he was getting the spelling bee treatment.
1: Okay, well, well, I know Jackson is J A X O N, right? Space yeah. Smith S M I T H, and then you have the the dash. Yeah. Uh, in Jigba, which is N J I, G B A.
0: There you go. You got it. <laughs> huh? huh? Oh. Yeah. So, what I would do. Once again, spell it correctly in the title, but in the description also include like little acronyms they go by. So I would post JSN Rookie of the Year question mark or something like that in the uh, description because there's going to be some people that just know him as JSN. And that's the easiest like they'll just search that in eBay. So it's kind of like the Shaq Shaquille O'Neal kind of thing. Um, But, yes, a lot of these players have very tricky spellings. So, Andy, my next question for you would be via your data research, what have you seen with the quarterback prices over the past week?
1: Uh, Generally speaking or or referencing just the the rookie class?
0: Just this rookie class, Bowman, U, Leaf, and all of it.
1: So, so this is what's interesting because if you had timed the market right, uh, it, it was not a good idea to buy leading up into the draft. I mean, like within the oh. past thirty days. So, if like if you were buying within the past thirty days leading up into the draft, there was pretty much already the 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 first round uh, expectations already baked into those values on Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis. On the other hand, who fell to the beginning of the second round. Little bit different story where his values had uh inflated up to that of Anthony Richardson and and cooled off big time, cooled off big time. But you can see their biggest transactions heading up in, into the draft. And guys that are actually early, so Derek Richard made a killing, uh, Chad Dyer. They, they, I mean, I mean, it was uh, by the end of the first round, Derek's uh, earnings were up over fifteen hundred dollars from selling. Uh, 2022 Bowman Chrome and 2021 Bowman Chrome because the thing is uh, CJ Stroud came out in 2021 Bowman Chrome. So did a couple other guys, and so he was buying those super earlier. If you were buying those during the November time frame of last year, then you were also very earlier, like through the NFL playoff time frame. You were still early, but within the last 30 days, a lot of those expectations were already baked in. And then the volume just spiked on draft night.
0: Yeah, I I think a lot of people, once Bowman U started to become a little bit more popular, you started seeing some more inflated prices as we discussed it also more on this channel. I think, Andy, what happened was you and I became such big fans of Bowman U cards that everybody started buying it because obviously our show is like just the most popular football card show on the planet. Uh, people were just ready to go get some BU product, um, but you're right. I think uh, Derek, in particular, did a really good job of that. As did some other Quest casters. And look, I like Bowman U. I- I'll say this from a football card perspective, away from this rookie class uh, altogether. I just, you know, go back wishing Bowman U was around. For my favorite year of college football, which of course was 2019, and then we could have Bowman U. Joe Burrow cards in his college uniform. (laughs) We we could have had Clyde Edwards Hilaire and Jamar Chase, uh, and Justin Jefferson with that Bowman U. LSU. Ah, that would have been so freaking sweet, and you also would have had two, uh, um, in all of them. I am just a big believer in just the Bowman U. product. Once again, I don't own a ton of it, and. I went to my local Walmart earlier today and there's still tons of blasters on the shelf. So there's not, it's not like this is just a product that's just like super duper hot, but I do think people are going to grow towards college uniform cards. NFL cards are always going to be, uh, above college uniform cards. And once their NFL uniform stuff starts coming out, uh, you know, people will start to flock to that. Um, I will say this, once again, there's one of my uh, PHLs right there. Cody, what's up, buddy? Good to see you, man. It's been a while. Um, One thing I will say about just football cards in general, okay? And, Cody, if you have a question, we'll go straight to it. I believe this to be true. I think the Houston Texans made some disastrous moves on draft night. I am not. A believer in C.J. Stroud in that division, I did not like that they traded so much to go get Will Anderson, and I think the Cardinals get out of this like world beaters with what they were able to get. Because as Derek will tell you, um, and I'll tell you this: Caleb Williams is that dude, and the Cardinals are going to be in a very good position next year to you know maybe lose and just get the number one overall pick. Or Houston just sucked next year, and maybe Houston has the number one overall pick that goes to the Cardinals. I just thought, Andy, that move is, in retrospect, going to look so unbelievably disastrous.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was They uh, they paid too much. They definitely paid too much. You agree? Uh, yeah, I, I think they paid too much. I think they paid too much. Um, I th- <laughs> Man, they've been shooting themselves in the foot for a while, it feels like um and you know i was one, one thing i was gonna say is that the cardinals it's its clear like they they almost their entire draft was all linemen it was all offensive and defensive linemen and i think that it's pretty clear that they're expecting a really down season um and we're kyler murray's look likely to miss multiple games to start the season so uh, I think you can already expect this to be a, like a rebuild season, but for them to move on from Kyler Murray next year would be, wow, I'm selfishly hoping that it's the Bucks that also drafted uh, a virtually a ton of linemen in this draft that uh, you know we take this year, that we get Caleb Williams in 2024, but I'm sure you know there's going to be a couple teams that we're contending with, <laughs> and uh, the Cardinals may be one of those, man.
0: I do think, okay, now correct me if I'm wrong on this. Please do, Andy, please. And we go to Cody's Super Chat here. I actually have quite a few LSU press pass uh, cards. Uh, but, yes, I, I, I wish college uniform if, – if college uniform older cards were a thing, I'd be sitting on a gold mine uh, right over here. People would be wanting my Joseph Adai collection. Uh, just just gathering dust over here. Uh but yeah, I love what the Cardinals did. I really do. Now I want you to put John's uh comment up on here. Um John Mack, I did grab a Clayton Toon lava refractor for like fifteen dollars. Unfortunately he went to Arizona. Huh. Um I think Clayton Toon can play. I think Clayton Toon out of Houston can play NFL football. Do I think he is going to be spectacular? I don't know. But I think he could sit back there and deliver a few dots. Uh, Let me ask you this, Andy. Was there a third, fourth, fifth round pick whose football cards you're interested in?
1: You know it, baby. It's Hendon Hooker. Where where I, I love the landing spot for him uh, to the Detroit Lions because you know Jared, Jared Goff is great bridge quarterback and he's great for them right now especially behind this elite offensive line and the position they're at right now this year so I think it's fantastic that Hooker gets to um, gets to develop behind him until he's fully healthy so I love this landing spot for Hendon Hooker with the weapons and everything in Detroit. I get I'm really excited and it's not so much his college uniform uh, cards because we know he's not going to start this year likely unless you know something happens down the season right. to Jared Goff he gets hurt maybe Hanin Hooker gets uh, gets to go in but uh, this gives me time to buy his pro uniform cards those are probably going to be a lot more viable because by that by the time that he gets his opportunity a lot of his pro uniform cards are going to be viable so that I was really excited about the landing spot for Hanin Hooker um, who I know you and I are both excited on. And then one more, Carter, it's Devin McCain that went to Miami Ooh. Dolphins. I oh. love it. I love this pick, man. Talk about adding another just, I mean, electric speed component to the already incredible offense. And um, they're going to have a lot of hype coming in to this season. So I'm expecting him as a guy that can flash in training camp. The hype videos are going to be crazy uh and, you know, he's not necessarily a guy that can handle a massive workload. He's going to be in some type of committee with uh, Mostert, but Mostert's old. You know, Jeff Wilson, he's not a spring chicken anymore. So it's like I love the opportunity that Devin McCain's going to get. And I think he's a guy that can flash and make a, a splash. And w- as a rookie, uh, you know, he's a guy that can create a lot of fear of missing out or FOMO and, and drive some pretty big prices out of the gate.
0: Dolphins had the fastest offense in the NFL by far. I chain can fly, but it's now he's smaller than Jameer Gibbs. But what's going to be interesting is running back weight matters. Now, both of them did produce in the SEC where there is um, a massive – Uh, disparity in size and speed with SEC defenders and all the other conferences. So, um, I mean, it's not massive, massive, but running back weight, I've done a deep dive on this, does matter more in the SEC than the other conferences. And the fact that those two were really good players in the SEC being below 200 pounds uh, lets you know that, hey, maybe they could produce in the NFL as well. So, um, both of them are going to have some of these PPR kind of weeks where they put up you know, a 25-30 point week, and people are immediately gonna want to get their cards. So, you know, for me, Andy, I I agree with you. I like Hinton Hooker a lot as a player in person. I'm just very skeptical of him transitioning to the NFL with the ACL and the Tennessee offense, you know, putting up some really big numbers for him. So obviously, we love rookie quarterback speculation. We love rookie cards. We love all of it. Um, One thing I, I, I will bring up, though, is I hope a few of these defensive players become studs in the NFL. I hope Will Anderson looks like Micah Parsons because that would be, Andy, the third consecutive year you have one of these defensive players become a superstar immediately. And that would be good for defensive player cards, right? Obviously, last year, it was Sauce Gardner. He looks so freaking good. Um, And then the year before, it was Micah Parsons. I hope Will Anderson or one of these guys here turns out to be a superstar because then people will be like, hey, you know, every year one of these defensive guys is going to, you know, become a, a superstar, and then people will get more excited about that side of the football.
1: Man, it, how do the Eagles keep getting away with this? I mean, now they've got to be the unanimous favorite to not only win the NFC Championship, but go back to the Super Bowl. I mean, talk about just a smash investment. Anybody on the Eagles. And they pretty much have the entire Georgia championship defense now at this point, right?
0: Mm, yeah, I mean, they just deal.
1: crushed it. And and then they get DeAndre Swift out of the deal as well for like a fourth-round pick. <laughs>
0: I love me some Devon Witherspoon. Once again, I can't love what the Seahawks did more than I could right now. Y'all are going to think I'm just a Steve Largent collector over here. Uh, A Sean Alexander. uh, You remember Sean Alexander and the elbow braces? He had those bike pads on those elbows. Man, and look at me praising an Alabama player. But still, I – I don't know. I just really liked what Seattle has done over these past couple of years. I think this is going to be their year. So, um one player and I uh, you put Cody's comment up because I was going to bring this up at some point. I could see a Steelers super collector out there going crazy over Joey Porter Jr. cards, Andy.
1: 100% man Steelers have such a massive fan base I mean it, it takes very little for a rookie player someone with some talent especially on the defensive side of the ball because the Steelers have been known for having a great defense for uh, such a long time you know synonymous with the Steelers and it's man people yeah I, I could totally see it 100% now depending on um like i still think that his pro right so when his pro uniform cards are going to yeah. be uh, a better return at, in the long run it's it would be it, i think it would be hard for a defensive back a defensive player period to create enough buzz throughout the training camp process and the preseason process to, to to generate enough hype to to uh, drive the prices up on their college uniform cards, unless they're really rare, right? I, I think there's obviously we talk about those rookie autos that are serial number that are very rare. Those still do really well, especially for you know Steelers fans and super collectors stuff like that. But when you get them in the gold uh, and yellow and black uniforms, it's watch out. People are gonna just like uh, T.J. Watt and. Uh, you know, Troy Polamalu cards are still really expensive, Carter. So, you know, for, for you know, him being retired and everything. So it's like, you know, it's one of those things where Steelers fans will go crazy for some, uh, some Steelers players.
0: Yeah, I'm looking right now. Joey Porter Jr.'s Bowman first auto numbered out of 199. One win for 43. Uh, one thing that's very interesting about him is... He did go to Penn State, so you are going to have some crossover between um, Penn State fans and and Steelers fans. But I do agree, when his cards come out in a Steeler uniform, uh, especially with his dad being who he is. Now, his dad isn't, like, upper-tier Steeler legend, but Steeler fans, they, they they love the players who play for them. And a lot of the players who have played for them have spent a majority of their careers with them. Look at that super-fractor 2k for for a cop that is wild and that was an obo too yeah i guarantee i was a steelers fan (laughs) yeah absolutely uh god that is crazy 2k oh man yeah that had to have been a steelers fan like oh my god that is just crazy that is crazy
1: Nice card, very good condition. That's one thing I love about the Bowman's chrome product. You know, it's th- nice thick card stock with chrome finishes. And, you know, it's it's made by, well, it's made by Fanatics now, one of their subsidiaries and uh, Tops, Tops, who owns Bowman, you know. So it's like, and Fanatics owns them all. And and then there's um, what I was looking at, Carter, is there's actually rumors about uh, Fanatics buying Leaf trading card. It looks like someone's about to acquire LEAF. It's a little bit more cryptic. There was a recent um, tweet by Brian Gay, the the CEO of LEAF. LEAF cards doesn't comment specifically on any rumors or speculation in the market. I can't say the below LEAF is in discussions with multiple parties regarding strategic opportunities. We'll comment further until there's something concrete. That could be a big deal.
0: Type Y for yes. Type N for no. You are more interested in Leaf if they are required or if they're acquired, acquired, acquired by fanatics. Uh, I I have a lot of Leaf stuff. I just do because it's just cheaper to accumulate, and I'm buying a card, you know, for a lot of different reasons. Um, but yeah, I would be very interested if this actually did go through uh as you can see we've got a bunch of no's coming in here um once again i own a lot of leaf products so um i would like to see it obviously but you know i don't think my cards are going to go up if this were to actually happen but still i i i don't know andy what what, what are your thoughts on, on on that potential uh opportunity
1: yeah hey, I, I like hector's comment here I mean, it, it's, um, it would create somewhat of a monopoly in that type of market outside of Panini creating college uniform cards and their draft picks and stuff. But they Panini is so, uh, reactive. They don't really get into the, uh, you know, creating college uniform cards that far in advance like, uh, like the Bowman Chrome University or, or Leaf has done. So I would, I would like to see them. I would like to see them stay as an independent company or maybe purchased by another another uh, investment right. firm or something like that. You know, there's these global equity firms that sometimes will uh, invest in companies like this and have them kind of under their umbrella, but let them operate as their mm-hmm. own brand. So, you know, hopefully it's not fanatics, honestly. I think the competition is good for the market.
0: That's part of why I like Bowman so much, Bowman U, is because... College uniform cards, the NCAA is different than the NFL. And a big issue with just sports leagues in general is unlike European soccer, where there's multiple major leagues, um, what's very interesting, Andy, is professional sports leagues in America are themselves monopolies. So if you get the licenses and you have the exclusive licenses, well, guess what? You essentially have a monopoly over that. Carter, support. is your
1: microphone on? I can't hear you. I don't know if it's me or you.
0: Am I am I on Are now? You guys can, hear Carter? Me? Can, can you type Y? It said I got muted for a second. Type Y for Not yes, type Y for now. Let me see. I could take this off. Yeah, I have no idea. Can you hear me? Let me see. Yeah, they say they can hear us both. Can you hear me now, Andy? Okay. Oh, okay, excellent.
1: So I'm glad that the the at least the audience heard everything you just said for the past like 90. Okay, do you hear me now? I can hear you now for whatever oh, okay. reason my Bluetooth ears, uh earbud just like stopped. I don't know, stopped communicating
0: audio. Yeah, mean you, me. Me, you me freaking out. I was like, "Oh my goodness, what is that? <laughs> huh? I hope you weren't asking me a serious question." No, no, uh, no, no. But the the truth is the sports leagues are monopolies, right? They 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 own like there's no other competing leagues, unlike, you know, soccer. Our buddy Brad Nolan's a big soccer guy. He can explain it one day, but I'm a huge EPL soccer fan. Go Liverpool! But, you know, it, there's all these different top tier professional leagues. So if you have the not if you have the exclusive licenses, you know that's why I'm a big believer in in leaf stuff. Is, uh look. <laughs> I, I love it, Derek. Uh, leaf is just something else, right? It's you, you're going to get cheaper autos, and you can accumulate more of them. I I love leaf stuff. I just do because I could get more autos, and I could give out more of those autos on my channel. I give a lot out. Um, so you know, I I like that aspect of it. I really do. So um, uh, so there you go. I, I do want to get to someone that actually does uh, push us uh, quite a bit. Andrew Perry he had a comment a minute ago about Kayshawn Booty getting selected by the Patriots. He uh, Kayshawn fell off the planet Earth. Uh, so I won't go too deep into it. Obviously, I've talked about Kayshawn probably more than 24 hours of my life, uh, probably more than that uh, him being such a big piece of LSU football. What's very interesting. Andy is Belichick actually flew down to LSU for his pro day. So we know that there was heavy interest from Bill Belichick. I mean, LSU's got guys every year, but he flew down and he actually stood right behind Jaden Daniels, the LSU quarterback when he was throwing. So obviously, uh, he was looking at Kayshawn. uh, These athleticism metrics might not be Kayshawn's best because before the injury, he was by far the best receiver in college football. Um, But after the injury his sophomore season, he wasn't the same player. There was a lot of different things happening off the field with the new regime in LSU. But what we do know, Andy, from a pure uh, pure analytical standpoint, Kayshawn had an early breakout age. Kayshawn – was the favorite his sophomore season to win the Bolitnikov over Jordan Addison before he got hurt. So when he was healthy, when he was locked in and he didn't have as many distractions with Max Johnson, who is now a backup in the sec, he was the best. Respect. So um, I think bill, you know, gets K in a very rigid environment now or it's going to be strictly about football. And if K shot is locked in, we've seen him produce with bad quarterbacks in the past. And we've also seen LSU wide receivers make pro bowls in the past with bad quarterbacks. So, or not top 10, not top 15 quarterbacks. So I, I think, uh, you can get him if you can. I, I, I do have a lot of K stuff. Um, I think, I think it's worth it, but once again, we may never see him again like he was before the injury.
1: Well, I think what's interesting, Carter, is a lot of these guys that I look at, like I mentioned, their highest transactions were not on, on draft night. But you look at Kayshawn here and how far he fell throughout the draft process, but the New England Patriots effect, even though they haven't had the best track record with uh, wide receivers that they drafted, um, still, look at look at the look at the transactions. His his largest transactions in the past ninety days, like this red uh, refractor auto out of five from Bowman Chrome U, went for about one hundred and fifty dollars. You know the orange Bowman U first out Crazy. of twenty five PSA ten pop two hundred. All of these are May second, April 29th, April thirtieth. So a lot of his largest transactions were on uh, on draft night there. So that kind of can can show you that there are Patriots fans out there that are excited about his potential.
0: I'm telling you, he, he I think he's going to give them at least one spike week where he looks like him. And, Andy, one thing we know about football is people like brands. And – LSU wide receivers—that is the brand in the the sport right now. Um, Jets Chase and you guys know the rest. So um, we'll see how it works out. Once again, it's going to come down big time to quarterback and Bill O'Brien. So we shall see what happens. Now, um, you know, after Andy pays his internet bill here, uh, we are going to take a look at the general. NFL Andy I know we talked a lot about rookies up to this point we did right before the draft get the Lamar Jackson news he is locked in and ready to go for the future of the Baltimore Ravens your thoughts on just any player Andy that stuck out to you that is a veteran uh, based on what has happened since draft night
1: Well, I think the expectations are going to remain sky high for uh, the likes of Joe Burrow, uh, Josh Allen uh, heading into the season. They add a tight end to their their depth chart. Um, The defensive additions to the Cincinnati Bengals were were nice. I mean, I think uh, people are going to continue to have sky high expectations for uh, guys like uh, Trevor Lawrence. They add another tight end there. With Evan Ingram not quite signing his franchise tag tender, so you have so, like an insurance policy there for him. You, you know, they they build around Justin Herbert. They try to draft a wide receiver in the first round in Quinton Johnston, but uh, I'm not sure that was the the favorite pick. There's a lot of people that would have seen rather seen them draft somebody different, but uh, nevertheless, they they do draft a wide receiver, so that kind of builds some confidence there. Justin Fields get some help in the trenches, like they desperately need. The Bears are kind of, you know, trying to now build in the trenches now that they've got their franchise quarterback. So overall, is a successful draft for him as well, and his uh, prices still have potential when you look at them on paper. Um, when you when you kind of when you kind of look at what Justin Fields' production potential is in a massive market like Chicago, and compare that to Uh, Trevor Lawrence, who's in a a very good team situation. But the market size for the Jacksonville Jaguars is just a fraction of of, of Chicago. You know, so there's just a lot more fans, a lot more collectors, a lot more people willing to spend a lot um, more money on, you know, Chicago Bears players cards. than I think the Jacksonville Jaguars.
0: Here's one thing I love about Justin Fields is the Bears Yes, I know Jim McMahon exists, but the Bears have never had an iconic quarterback. They just haven't. They had years of Jay Cutler, uh, Kyle Orton mixed in there, um, Mitch Trubisky recently. They are begging for a Messiah quarterback. They've never had one, right? So that, especially McMahon up to now. So We'll see. Uh, I, I'm very interested to see Fields going in to this next season with DJ Moore there as well. One thing I love DJ Moore's signature. I don't know why I love it so much. His rookie ticket autos just look so clean, uh, especially that year. But yeah, we'll we'll see what what Jay Fields can get done. Now, uh, you know, for me, really quickly, I am an underdog fantasy uh super supporter i am a huge fantasy football fan go ahead go to the promo code quest get that instant deposit bonus so check it out take advantage of dj Moore in fantasy drafts if you actually believe he is going to be special at underdog fantasy um so let's see i
1: want to ask you a question about the um the panthers carter because Let's go. You know, they, they end up going with Bryce Young at number one overall. Like, just like you said, man, they, they didn't overthink it. Uh, but you know, I was high on, uh, Terrace Marshall potentially getting his big opportunity this year. Yeah. They add in, uh, DJ Chark and Adam Thielen, but you know, Adam Thielen is, is getting pretty old now. And, uh, DJ Chark has not really had the seasons, um, that his, he hasn't lived up to expectations since his rookie season and he's struggled with injuries. And Terrace Marshall struggled with injuries to college, but now they, they also draft Jonathan Mingo, I think like in the, in the second round.
0: Um,
1: and I'm, I'm curious to get your take on Jonathan Mingo. If you think that he can step in and become the alpha on that team, um, or are there any, you know, wide receivers there worth investing in, or do you think Jonathan Mingo could be the guy there at the end of the day?
0: Yeah. So I have a lot of T Marshall's rare, uh, Auto stuff and leaf, like non licensed stuff. So, uh, I like Terrace a lot. Uh, North Louisiana, five star recruit, um, and just an overall dog at LSU who had to wait his turn behind Jamar and, and Justin. And he was a beast his final year at LSU. So, yeah, you know, he had medicals and it is very interesting, Andy, just from an SEC perspective. Um, on my SEC channel, just how many times Ole Miss fans would reach out to me about Jonathan Mingo thinking that he has slept on? I have never seen a wide receiver who has done less that shot up draft boards like Jonathan Mingo. And the only reason why, Andy, is because he's a good athlete and he's bigger. And the draft class this year was full of mostly smaller and lighter wide receivers, Jay Flowers, Marvin Mims, and so on and so on. I'm I'm just not a Jonathan Mingo believer. I'm just not. Now I think Bryce Young is really good. So I think Bryce is going to produce with whoever's at wide receiver. Um I, I I'm I'm not a huge Mingo guy, even though athletically he's really good. Um he's made some crucial drops in, in big moments uh for, for Ole Miss. And forgive my LSU bias here, T Marshall will have a better season than Jonathan Mingo. Book it, baby. Book it. Andy. <laughs> well, that's
1: what I needed to hear, man. Because I've been buying, I've uh, been buying Terrence Marshall cards, and even even a couple DJ chart cards, uh, because I do believe that Bryce Young can step in, and he could probably throw for if they if they let him, they're probably going to be a more pass heavy offense than Houston. And he could throw for 4,000 yards if they let him. If he gets up to, I know rookie quarterbacks don't do that, but I'm saying the potential's there. And there's obviously going to be a wide receiver that comes along with him. And already with the price of, of Bryce Young's college. You know, uniform cards, how much they're going to be just from being the 1.1 whenever his pro uniform cards are, I think a better play for my budget is to pick the wide receiver that's going to come along with them and be the alpha in that offense. So, yeah, I've been buying some Terrace Marshall and some Charks um, because they've just been so cheap, too. There's no downside when you can get a rookie ticket auto for $10 of these guys. There's just a tremendous amount of upside there.
0: Yeah, y'all, please flame me in, in, in the comments for thinking that. I mean, I – I, I'm, I'm just not a Mingo believer. I just think I honestly think he just rose up draft boards because he went to a school at Ole Miss that's produced good wide receivers, and people think that they're getting a slept on DK Metcalf here. Um, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just not a Mingo believer. Uh, but look, that's a good thing. I've been right about some things. I've been wrong about some things on this channel. Okay. Um, let me know what you guys think. Do you think that they reached for Jonathan Mingo? One receiver I think that's going to be very interesting in the rookie class, um, and I kind of sort of like his landing spot, is uh, Jalen Hyatt. I think him going to the Giants, that wide receiver room is far from spectacular. I've been giving you the Paris Campbell play for the last couple weeks. His rare... Rookie ticket auto stuff has been going under ten bucks, so you know I, I kind of like that. But I think Hyatt has some real room to grow on that wide receiver chart. Um, and that Alabama game last year—I mean, you won't. There's never been a single SEC game performance from any receiver um, quite like that one. Uh, but yeah, you know, I—I I, I like Hyatt. I do. I know it was the Tennessee popcorn offense, but it it might just be my belief in Brian Dable getting things open, but I think he fits what they need. They needed a deep ball receiver, and I think Jalen Jalen Hyde can give him that.
1: Yeah, and the market size for the New York Giants is massive, Um, and you could look at the hype for, for their rookies. I mean, Kayvon Thibodeau didn't have a spectacular rookie season still got a got a ton of hype and and they they've been devoid of really good wide receiver talent there uh virtually since odell beckham jr so it's like you know yeah i mean if he can actually take over as an alpha yeah you 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 do have they did add paris campbell in um and some other guys but it's like you know they don't they don't have anybody that can really step up as an alpha and that's an ascending team i know that they it's it's very dynamic, you know, so I, I can, you can't discredit their passing offense under Brian Dable because look at what he did with the bills. Right. So, I mean, that, that team and this opportunity for Jalen Hyatt could be, could be big time. He could be a guy that flashes at the beginning of the season. So I I like that pick Carter. Um, Another one for me was Jordan Addison going to the Vikings. I think he instantly steps up as wide receiver two in that offense And great complimentary role who could have some big boom games, especially now it's like teams are going to be bracket, triple, quadruple covering uh, Justin Jefferson this year. So it's like Jordan Addison's got a big uh, opportunity in Minnesota as well.
0: I love love some of these rookie wide receiver landing spots I do. Um, I think Rasheed Rice out of SMU going to Kansas City. Man, I was not a Rice fan during the uh, the draft period uh, at SMU, but once again, landing spot for a lot of these guys is absolutely everything. So um, we now get to hobby tip of the week. I've already, you know, shared mine earlier, Andy, about this rookie class having a different, you know, type of spelling uh, with some of the names. They are very complex. Uh, so be on the lookout for how you list your cards and in the description include very common misspellings of a player's name um, and their acronyms as well, like JSN, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Some people on eBay, they're just going to type JSN cards. So uh, I, I would make sure make it as search engine optimized as you can in that description so andy your hobby tip of the week is well so
1: i like to um i like to go back to the new releases guys and make sure you're always like checking this i would say at least once a week because they do move release dates around and stuff uh and check out what's coming out so the optic contenders rookie ticket autos are now out for 2022 and uh, they're pretty much the same design they have a few extra inserts they have those thick cardstock chrome finishes, so you know you get a little bit, you get a little bit better consistency in the corners and the edges of those cards than the base contenders, rookie ticket autos. And then they have those beautiful silver prism and color parallel finishes with a lot of serial numbers in there. The hobby boxes this year only three hundred nineteen dollars and ninety five cents, but it's only one pack of six cards. And, and that's two autographs. So two autographs, obviously, if you're going to pull a purdy or a picket, it's going to, it's going to pay itself off. But, um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's tough to, it's tough to, to get your money back in the box break. So I always, of course, advocate, and I know you do too Carter is just target the single that you want to get out of that set and go ahead and buy that pro most likely in an auction. But these things are going to be big part of, uh, breaks, so as as breakers are doing breaks, there's a lot of cards entering the eBay marketplace that are going directly to auctions, and they could go severely undervalued, especially if they're they're ending during the week. I mean, we're we're entering the heart of the NFL offseason, so we're going to be entering some very good times for for sniping auctions of uh, our favorite players.
0: And so it's looking like the tenth for optic football here uh chronicles draft picks on the 26th uh, for 2023 for football uh select coming out june 1st and national treasures june 9th so flawless june 16th but once again as you say andy we're very cautious about and th- that was me reading off beckett um uh, we're always very cautious about release dates especially two years ago when it got bounced around so often uh so we shall see how prices reflect uh, those things. Um, so, yeah, Andy, what, what do you think about some of these designs here?
1: Is "legitness" a word? Is that is that's really a word?
0: <laughs> legitness, I, I I like it. I my my thing about inserts is I want them to be as ridiculous as possible, like big Kahuna or whatever the heck that is. Uh I, I I want them to be all over the place. So I like legitness. Let's go. Give me a legitness one of one. Let's do it. Huh? Ah, ah, ah.
1: Yeah, I think the the um, uh looking at Hector's question here, when do the bigger card brands come out for 2023? I think the first thing we see is the panini instant from the rookie premiere event those are in pro uniform some of the first like pro uniform and autograph cards that sell for hundreds of dollars um that you can get from the panini website with the panini rewards points but then you also have uh, panini chronicles that comes out really early that will have legacy they typically will have some rated rookie cards in there all college uniform but a lot of them have the NFL designs to the same design that the NFL uniform cards, they now print with college uniform cards. So there is a lot of appeal there, you know, it's licensed. It's got a good design. It's got some of the rated rookie logos, some of the other big rookie logos uh, that we know. Um, And so those, those do pretty well, Carter. And I think that's kind of like the big one. They also part of that is the college ticket auto. So the college ticket auto is going to be a big one that I was I was able to flip quite well last preseason on guys that you think are going to break out during the training camp and preseason process. Uh, so those, are, I think, are the, the first big sets that come out. And then, and then Donruss Elite. Um, Corey from Late Stick Cards and, and I were talking about how Donruss Elite comes out beginning of September, end of August, and they always have uh, pro uniform cards in there or at least pro logo Pro logo cards in there. And it has the rookie card logo. Uh, They have turn of the century inserts, which are autographed, serial numbered cards that are very popular that do well. And also pen pals is in there as well. So the portrait uh, card stock on card auto that um, has different print runs based on the color of ink that's used on the auto. So those are all uh, those are the earliest sets that come out that are that, that do really well for the, the upcoming class.
0: And as Derek points out, Bowman's best university is out. Let's go. Yeah, hey. Bowman's
1: best is it's interesting. It's like the top's finest variation to top's chrome. Bowman's best is out for um, Bowman Bowman U, which is an interesting class, and that is a, a 2023 product. It, it's it's got 2022 on the box. Blowout calls it 2023, but it is Weird. a 2022 yeah. draft class.
0: I love it cuz I'm a KJ Jefferson homer. Um I have been told on my LSU channel. I've been told just by everyone that I overhyped KJ Jefferson. If you've ever see, have you ever sat down and watched this guy play Andy? No, actually I have not, man. He is a maestro. Uh he he reminds me so much of Vince Young and, like, young Ben Roethlisberger. He is a tank uh, to bring down. Think slightly slower, not as good of arm Anthony Richardson, uh, but a better overall and more consistent college performer. Um, He far outproduced Anthony Richardson last year. Um, So I'm just letting you know. KJ Jefferson hype train starts today okay and Andy, it is amazing how much I have been slandered, but he will be very good in the NFL. I truly do believe it um and, and and Joshua watches you know the YouTube channel uh you could tell he's already roasting me for that but believe it KJ Jefferson is about to, WPS on the SEC let's go Uh, uh, I love it now now go 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 on Andy
1: oh no I'm just turning my my earpiece on
0: okay there you go now uh, before we get to play of the week we'll take a few of your questions Forbes asked a minute ago Andy about digital cards not the favorites of the the football card quest nation Andy
1: no it, there is an entire community out there's multiple communities out there there's a lot of guys out there that are into nfts moments digital cards yeah but it's not it's not a it's not a big thing in in the football card market because we love the physical tactile response the physical assets of the of the card and it goes back goes back so far in history, man. It, it's one of those things. that's kind of like passed down generation to generation. So there's something to be said about, about having an actual physical card behind every
0: digital picture of a card that you may see. Yeah. And when you think like higher end stuff, when you start talking about like physical cards, then there is a debate whether or not you should vault. Okay, and that could be a different discussion for a different day. And, Andy, I don't think either one of us are really qualified to talk about, like, the ins and outs of, of vaulting. Um, and, and what we could do is we could get someone on here that actually does the PWCC or the eBay vault. Uh, if you guys would be interested, we could find somebody out there that could give you the pros and cons of that. But basically what vaulting is is you own the physical card but it's not with you. It is in a vault. So PWCC is located, I believe in Oregon. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a little bit different, but then that's kind of like digital cards because you don't have the physical card. You only own the card, Andy, in the vault, uh, in a completely different time zone, depending on where you are. So, um, you know, that's different than of course,
1: NFTs,
0: um, yeah, you know, I don't think Andy the, the NFL NFT uh what what's it called? All day. NFL all day. Yeah, I don't think it's ever had its like moment pun intended. Get it moment pun intended. I don't think it's really though had its 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 shine. Have you seen or, or heard any buzz from NFL moments?
1: No, no, I I think they've tried a few things, but I I don't think they put nearly the same resources that NBA put into Top Shot. And then I also think that you have uh, NFTs through companies like DraftKings that are actually more popular than the NFL all day moments.
0: One thing I will say is... My biggest ROI on flips was during the NBA Top Shot hype cycle. NBA Top Shot was so ridiculously hot for uh, the 2020 bubble. It is, ins- It was absurd how much uh, money these NFT moments were going for. And Top Shot communities are, are, are big um and you know i saw it at and i think uh cody mentioned um you know the dallas card show coming up in may um there there was a bunch of nba top shot people there i did like a little contest with them um so yeah i get it i understand the digital market i am interested in nfts but for now i am not vaulting i'm just sticking with good old-fashioned physical cards as patrick brings up here digital isn't the same we say yeah hi
1: it's like it's like you and i right now and and everybody in the chat we're all communicating in a digital format but there's there's no replacement and, and it's because we have to right you're in you're in arkansas i'm in florida and people in the chat are all across the world so it's like we, this is how we have to communicate because we can't drive and meet up and get all together but there's no replacement for that face-to-face meetup it's just uh it's just such a um such a deeper uh connection deeper experience and i think that same thing is true with all the different markets
0: right yeah um as hector brings up you know ufc strike nft is popular um and one more thing from here hector i vault to save on sales tax and flip easier yeah and that's the thing about vaulting is you do save on sales tax um, because I, I don't know the actual reason why you're not charged sales tax. I think for PWCC, it's because it's in Oregon and there's no sales tax there. I don't I don't know exactly how all that works, but yeah, you know, once again vaulting for higher end stuff. Andy or I don't do that, but we could get someone on here that actually does do that.
1: Like I do uh, buy some cards um through comc.com, which more it yeah. is basically a vault, you know, and, and they do a ton of raw cards. And they also have that software integration with eBay to where all their listings show up on eBay as buy it now uh, listings, or you can put it in a, an auction that'll go to eBay as well. So there's, and, and they, they charge a 10% overhead, you know, when, and when you, so when you want to cash out your money, um, that's when you get charged that, um, that overhead. But if you're in a crunch and you want to try and make a play on a guy like within less than a week time frame? You don't have time to get the car to your house, take the pictures of it, relist it. Then you can use a platform like COMC.com or, like you said, PWCC Vault. It's great for high-end investors that don't want the liability, I guess, of um, having the car. But that's something so cool and deep about having the card in your physical position. There's nothing like seeing the Walter Payton rookie card in your hands. So you can closely examine it for all its flaws and knowing that card goes back to the, the mid seventies or, you know, if you have something a lot older, like if you had like a Bronco and a Jersey or something like that, you know, and it's just, there's just no, there's nothing like actually seeing that in your physical
0: possession up close, you know? Josh does bring up a good point is that you know NFTs they can't get affected by condition and I get it and it is instant and you don't have to worry about shipping and and all of that and it is a little bit easier barrier to entry for people that don't know how to ship a card or um, set up an eBay store or anything like that but still it's all about the physical card. It is all about actually holding that game worn Drew Brees uniform card, baby. You gotta love it. <laughs> and, and with the and with the current
1: prices of PSA submission, all of a sudden, it brings back into it brings back into uh, scope uh, capabilities of us in the hobby to buy raw cards, purvey them, survey them for their condition, and if you're good at that, get a high amount of tens back. I mean, you're making four or five X on every single one of those cards, you know, decent cards, you know, so um, there that's a big that's a big part of uh, flipping. If you can get good at that, Corey and I talked about that because he's really good. He's got one of the lighted magnifying glasses. He knows the sets that have higher gem rates and he targets those and he gets a high amount of tens back and makes a good profit on uh, flip uh, turning raw cards into PSA tens and selling them.
0: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm. Now we get to play of the week. Andy, you going first or me?
1: Um, I mean, I'll
0: let you, I'll let you go first. All right, I'm going to say what I said at the beginning. I am probably going to get some Geno Smith autograph cards. Let's go, Geno. Prove the haters wrong, man. Um, I like Seattle's roster. I like what they did in the draft. Um, and I think the NFC is wide open. I really do. So I like the Seahawks. I think they're going to make a run next year. So um, that's one guy that I've been keeping my eye out for. Um, Actually, I I looked this morning, saw some autos, 30 bucks. Are you kidding me? I'll I'll take a chance. People love a good comeback story. So, uh, yeah, J.R. Smith, FTW. All right.
1: So – my play is uh 2019 rookie. Okay, stud running back for the Dallas Cowboys, Tony Pollard. He's a massive it? winner in this draft process. The Cowboys did not take a running back until the very end of the draft. It was an emotional moment cuz the the young man's dad worked uh, on the Cowboys staff and that was cool. Uh, to watch that. And so he, yeah, yeah. he did take a guy at the end, uh, Deuce Vaughn at the end of the, um, the draft. And, and there's a potential they could sign Ezekiel Elliott back um, for like a, a backup running back type of deal. But it, this is Tony Pollard's backfield. This is Tony Pollard in the flex spot. This is Tony Pollard, you know, 65% opportunity. He's going to get passing work, rushing work. He plays for the Dallas freaking Cowboys, America's team since 1979. And, you know, they draft offensive linemen, they draft uh, tight end, they draft um, defensive linemen. So it's just like he was a big winner in this process. And a lot of people now uh, still think that he may be injured to start the season. But if you read between the lines and look at the the reports is actually he's going to be good to go by training camp. And he's going to ball out for the Cowboys this year in a big way. Uh, Very, very bullish on right now, right now, uh, trying to find deals on his good rookie cards.
0: J.J. Zacharisen, the uh, late round QB, his model said Deuce Vaughn. Um, If he wasn't 5'5", his production metrics are truly in freaking sane at Kansas State. Look, they had one undersized. Uh, running back Darren Sproles have a long career in the NFL. In honor of Deuce Vaughn, here's Trendon Holiday. We have a bunch of LSU people in here. This guy was, I believe, five foot uh three. Trendon Holiday ran, I think uh 10 six one hundred meter. Or no, actually wow. ten flat one hundred meter. He was an Olympic level sprinter and he returned kicks for the Broncos for a long time. So that's part of the reason why I want Bryce Young to succeed. I want Jake Hainer, Fresno State icon for the New Orleans Saints to succeed. And the reason why I want him to succeed, Andy, is us short kings need more heroes in the world. Okay, athletes are getting bigger. I am cheering for the smaller athletes playing the most physical sport on the planet Earth. I am cheering for all the short kings. If you are under five foot nine and you can make it in the NFL or five ten, you are my hero. So go get it done, short kings. Let's do it. Let's go. Ah.
1: Yeah. Uh there's a lot of good plays, right? Now. I see some of the guys in the chat posting up some great, uh, great plays to, to make right now. No doubt. I thought Rashad White was another major winner in his draft process. And uh, the Bucks got a lot of confidence in him. I just I don't know if he can go out and outproduce the level that's going to um like that's going to like uh, negate the fact that the Bucks are not going to have a winning record. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I don't know unless Baker Mayfield resurrects his career in Tampa this year, which who knows?
0: We had a card quest record two Super chats today. We appreciate Cody. We appreciate Derek they're also PHL supporters, and Joshua, I appreciate you guys for tuning in on this show. This is one of my favorite things I get to do every week. One of my bestest friends on the planet, Mr. 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 Andy Kaysen. We're going to take a few more of these, and then uh, Andy's got work calls. Uh, let's see, uh, Danny Woodhead 2.0. You may, Were you a Danny Woodhead
1: guy, Andy? I was, man. He was on my fantasy team uh, uh, many times, many times. I remember Danny Woodhead. He was a tough little dude, man.
0: Oh, man. Uh, let's see. Uh, are there any more here before we get out of here? Are there any more you, you want to take here, Andy, before you have to skedaddle and take these work calls?
1: Uh, Hector mentioned earlier in the chat that Fanatics possibly signing athletes to exclusive contracts is a way bigger story for the hobby. It kind of reminds me of Top's Project X that they did with Trevor Lawrence. Uh, and uh, I mean, hey, it's it is very interesting. Top signing I'm cu- exclusive I'm curious,
0: contracts. I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious what Hector means by that, and what what you that, like. Why would you think that that would be so big? Uh, for, for the hobby in, in your perspective.
1: Well, if they made um, collectible sets that were exclusive to players that were also licensed because Fanatics does have NFL PA license, they don't have the mainstream NFL license. If the players can work directly with Fanatics exclusively, I wonder if that would supersede the NFL license that Panini has I know it's very interesting. I don't know all the the legalities behind it or what type of sets that that would potentially create, but that could be very dynamic. It could be very interesting. That could be be a big deal for the hobby, potentially.
0: Yeah, it gets deep, right? Like Michael Rubin obviously is a go-getter. Very inspirational dude, right? And he loves sports, and he sold his ownership stake in the 76ers, they open up a sports book, you know, the Fanatic sports book, and they do a lot of events and they get a lot of the A-list athletes to do the events for them. I like Fanatics. I do. Um, I know quite a few people that work there. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. Obviously, you know, when you look at what an exclusive contract uh, could could mean a lot of athletes have like exclusive autograph contracts but they still end up you know signing all the football card sets so it it would be very interesting to see if there is a Fanatics exclusive with athletes if you ever see them sign things for leaf or or other projects outside of just Fanatics cards it is very 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 interesting so um so we'll see We'll see, obviously, with the transition and all of that. Andy, my favorite thing is, as you know, I don't buy a whole lot of just modern cards anymore. I, like, 2002 to 2014 is, like, my golden era of football cards with tops and Prism, and uh, for that 2013, 2012, 2014 period, I just loved it. I just loved all the designs, uh, the autographs. It was just so freaking cool. I'll hopefully one day... Uh, we'll get to see that again.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. I I feel like uh, those some of my favorite cards in my collection are early two thousands, late nineties refractors, autograph patches. Uh, you know, I I think that was also like when we when we first started getting into football big time too. Right. So I was like, you know, uh, very uh, nostalgic. So yeah man i love i can't wait to see some of the stuff um at the national i feel like there's going to be a lot of um opportunities to not only like snipe skill position players on the low from some of these bigger dealers and stuff at the national that just undervalue these guys but also to to pick up some of these really cool early 2000s late 90s stuff or for my pc so i'm excited
0: We'll be back next Tuesday. Um, Let us know. uh, Shoot us a message if you liked the earlier start time, if you prefer 1.30. Uh, We appreciate each and every one of you tuning in every week. And obviously, you know, starting a little bit earlier to make Andy's work schedule work. Hey, got to pay those bills, baby. So comment down below your rookie plays or anything like that. And until next week, peace out. Appreciate you guys. Peace.